Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. A debate about uh, autonomous vehicles, and and it's uh, two sides of the debate, right? Part of it is how realistic this technology is, how realistic a prospect is it that we're going to have uh, self-driving vehicles on our roads within the next uh, ten or fifteen years. So I, I think there's some people that are more skeptical uh, about the technology. Uh, others who say, look, it's it's coming and it's coming fast. There, there's the other debate though about what we should be doing to get ready for this technology. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're at the point where we can say we don't want it. I, I think that horse is out of the barn. The idea of whether we should have autonomous vehicles in the first place, because we're well down this path. Well, there's a new report out today from the federal Senate looking at uh, where we're at in terms of the technology and where we're at in terms of regulations. And it finds there's a real mismatch here. Maybe that shouldn't surprise us. The, making great leaps and bounds in uh, developing this technology. And it's probably going to be here faster than we realize. Uh, when it comes to policy, when it comes to regulation, we are way behind. So the report looks at where we need to be at and uh, how quickly this is coming. It makes 16 recommendations. I guess you got an issue here where regulating vehicles is provincial jurisdiction, but I think a lot of these bigger technological questions might fall under the auspices of the federal government. So how do we how do we get everybody on the same page? Joining us to talk more about this report, what they found, what the recommendations are, uh, is the deputy chair of this committee, Manitoba Senator Patricia Bovey. Senator Bovey, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, and thank you for your interest. Well, I think this is an important issue, but tell us a bit more then about what the impetus for this report was in the first place. Well, I have to, I'm going to start by saying it was a very exciting project to, to work on, and I feel honored to have been able to do it. Uh, the Transport and um, uh, Committee was, was asked by Minister Garneau, Minister of Transport, to undertake this study. Uh, as we're all aware, the technology is coming, and uh, we, it's time to make sure we don't have our head under a rock. Well, and, and so this report finds that uh, maybe we're, we're not where we need to be. No, we're not where we need to be. And I think, you know, when, it, when there's any quantum societal change, we're often not where we need to be. Um, and uh, what, what we found, we uh, interviewed, we had many, many witnesses. We had them from all parts of the um, uh, interested elements of the sector, from governments, uh, federal, provincial. Uh, we heard from some municipalities. Uh, we heard from uh, automobile organizations. We heard from transport organizations. We uh, spoke to people internationally. We talked to people uh, who deal with urban design. We talked to people who uh, uh, deal with seniors and the disabled. So it was a very rich uh, cross-section of Canadians and, uh, as I said, some international people who spoke with us. And what was alarming wasn't that 
people didn't think the technology was coming. I think everybody did think the technology was coming. But I guess as a society, we've evolved to do things in our own little silos. And uh, so many of the responsibilities uh, for transport are federal, others are provincial, others are municipal. And what we found was that these areas were not working together as we felt they should in order to prepare Canada for this um, onslaught of, of new technology. And even within the federal government, um, I found it disturbing that um, one witness uh, who um, d described the staff at Transport Canada as having one foot on the brake, while others talked about innovation, science, and technology as having one foot on the, the accelerator. So I think a job has to be done. How do we balance the wisdom of taking time to go slow and the reality of this train's moving really quickly and we better get onto it? Well, further to that point then, and, and maybe this is coming faster than people realize, what's your sense then of, of where the technology's at and, and how soon it's, it's going to be upon us? I, I suppose it is already to some extent. Well, it's upon us. There, there's six levels of automation from level zero uh, with a car with no automation to level five where the car or the vehicle can perform all driving cat tasks. Uh, right now, um, what's commercially available with regard to automation uh, falls between levels one and two, um, where the driver has to remain alert and in control, but the car can undertake some braking, accelerating, and even, even steering. So we're, we're already on that track. When you talk to, quote, the experts, uh, they're not sure about, um, you know, will this be available for everybody in five years? Will it be 10? Will it be 15? Um, you know, in the, almost a year that we've been studying this, Rob, my sense is that it's going to be moving faster than we think. Mm -hmm. uh, parts of the world where you've got autonomous vehicles sort of on the road now. Right. Um, and so I, I think we've got to fast track this, and, and I applaud the minister for asking the committee to do the report. I applaud Senator Dawson, who chaired the committee while the report was being done, and we're... We, we're we're pushing forward. And it's interesting that today in Ottawa, the federal and provincial ministers of transport are meeting. And I hope, I don't know, but I hope this is a top agenda item. There's a lot of overlapping jurisdiction, isn't there, between the federal sure, government and, that, and, and the really provinces. It's complicated, you yeah. know, and, and, and it, it, it's the strength of Canada that we have overlapping jurisdictions. But every now and then it, it, it catches you off guard. And, and I guess another overlapping concern we have, you from Alberta, me from Manitoba, is the weather's not the same across the country, right? right? A lot of this technology is being tested in California, and those people we spoke to said, oh, no, 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 we've got snow and whatever all. Well, I don't know when you last drove on a road with potholes. I don't know after your last snowstorms if you could see the lines on the road, right? And, 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 and we have to get their infrastructure so it can accommodate these vehicles. And um, uh, the technology is moving faster than I think our capacity, perhaps, as, as human beings to implement it. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, there, there's two sides to this, I suppose. I mean, there's there's the benefits that this technology can bring, uh, like the potential to, to save a lot of lives on the road. Uh, there's a downside as well. I think there's there's concern about jobs being eliminated, concerns about privacy, concerns about even the vulnerability of the technology itself. How do we balance all of this? Well, you know, it's interesting, and you raise some very good points. Let's, let's talk safety first. I My sense is, from what we heard that there's no question that this technology is going to improve safety on our roads. To me, that's, that's you know, most vehicle accidents are driver-caused, and, and uh, if we get this thing rolled out right, I think we'll see fewer accidents. Therefore, um, uh, uh, our hospitals may not be quite so jammed. Mm-hmm. They're predicting, uh, or one prediction we've heard, that uh, automata- automated vehicles will ease congestion, Uh, generate $65 billion a year in economic benefits and allow people with mobility issues to get around. Um, The downside, as you say, are jobs. And I'm not, I don't know how convinced I am about job losses. I am certainly convinced about the challenge of job changes, certainly convinced about the need for job training. But uh, as we've seen when other technologies came in, whether it was a computer, whether it was a car in the first place replacing horse and buggies, everybody was concerned about uh, job loss. And in fact, my question is, did they really bring on job losses? So what I think we need to be aware of is what are the job training opportunities going to be? How are we going to deal particularly with our middle-aged skills workers what are we going to do? And we met with um, people from the education sector, from uh, community colleges, high schools, and, and um, universities. And, and I know education is a provincial concern, but what are we doing about national standards for retraining? So those questions are out there and need to be addressed. So there's a total, um, yeah, there's, there's 16 recommendations here in total. Yes, yes there are. We made 16 recommendations. Um, privacy, you mentioned privacy is a concern, and right. I, have to, I have to say um, personal privacy is a very real concern as far as, for, from my perspective, so, uh, so too is cyber security. And um, I'll be very interested to see how those discussions evolve. You have to appreciate this report isn't the end of the discussions. We're trying to put issues out to advance the discussions. But maybe trying to give this this issue a sense of urgency, though, as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's really interesting for, for that whole sector who's um, maybe in the next 10, 15 years uh, going to be losing their driver's licenses. So I think that's a sector who should be saying, let's move forward with it so we can keep our mobility. The other thing is with um, shared vehicles, electric vehicles, with um, being able to call up a vehicle to take you from point A to point B, the predictions are we won't need the number of, of um, parking lots we have. So that'll open up inner cities, perhaps for, for, for more downtown living, um, you know, which, which is another benefit. Uh, I think that's something that we need to be looking at. But first and foremost, insurance, um, uh, infrastructure, uh, the intergovernmental um, relationships and, and um, uh, responsibilities have to be worked out, as far as I'm concerned, ASAP. And there's, there's another uh, aspect that concerns me. I had the opportunity to go down to San Francisco with a minister to um, take a look at uh, some of this technology, and I, I rode in a 
couple of, of uh, automated vehicles, which is fascinating. And um, I was intrigued when we met with um, graduate students how many in that room were Canadians down there doing doctoral degrees and postdoctoral um, studies and all. And, you know, we've got the brain power in this country to, to um, take us the next step. We've got to find a way to get that brain power working here as well as down there. It, it, it's, we cannot be having all our, our bright minds um, going south of the border. We, 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 we need to, I hope our universities will get them back. I hope our governments will get them back. And, and uh, when I talked to these young people, I said, gee, when are you moving back to Canada? Right. And uh, they need, we need them. We need them here. Yeah, indeed. Well, a lot of important issues. It'll be really interesting to see what the government's response is. They say that's that's coming in the in the coming months, so look forward to that. Uh, Senator Bovey, thank you so much for your time here today. Really appreciate this. Well, thank you kindly, and uh, all the best. All right, you as well. That's uh, Manitoba Senator Patricia Bovey, Deputy Chair of this committee that produced the report today. So 16 recommendation goes to the Transportation Minister. Their initial response is, you know, we welcome this report, so we're going to move quickly on all of this and have some kind of a a plan of action within the next uh, few months here. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like and where, where the province is coming. Apparently, uh, Mark Garneau, the transportation minister, is meeting with his provincial counterparts today, so I suspect this is something they're talking about. And obviously, the regulation of vehicles is provincial jurisdiction, so they, they've got to play a lead role here too. So what do we need to address and how quickly do we need to address it? It's fascinating too. A couple of uh, different links. Um, this went today from uh, Motherboard, part of the Vice Network, pointing out that in the U.S., there is a major labor shortage at the moment. In 2016, U.S. trucking had a shortage of 36,500 drivers. There's not enough drivers to move the stuff that needs to get moved. So in that sense, autonomous vehicles in that industry uh, could really help. You wouldn't necessarily be displacing jobs. You'd be reducing the, the, the need to fill all of these positions that they just can't fill right now. But here's another one. Someone sent me a link to this uh, poll out today from Reuters and Ipsos. I mean, I mean this is not a surprise because the vast majority of us have never driven in an autonomous vehicle. It's like when, you know, they had elevators that didn't have an elevator operator. How weird is this? I'm getting in this elevator. Where, where's the elevator operator? So not surprisingly, people are uneasy about the idea of riding in an entirely autonomous vehicle. When asked whether they were comfortable with the notion of riding in an entirely self-driving car, 67% of Americans said they were not comfortable. Only 27% uh, said they were comfortable. Men were significantly more likely than women to be on board with the idea. 38% of men were comfortable. Only 16% of females. Perhaps unsurprisingly, millennials were the age group most likely to embrace such technology, 38%. Compared to 27% of Gen X, 16% of baby boomers are comfortable with the idea. I'm sure it's going to be really, really weird the first time I'm ever in an autonomous vehicle. And yeah, people are nervous about it because we don't know. We don't know the technology. We don't understand it, maybe as well as we need to. Uh, But it's coming, and it's coming fast. So I think we need to brace for it. So in terms of... Making sure our infrastructure is able to handle it in terms of addressing insurance questions. Obviously, we need to make sure the technology uh, is able to cope with Canadian weather conditions. How in a city like Calgary, you can go from, what, minus 18 yesterday to plus 3 today to snow and 
minus 18 again later this week. Anyway, 974-8255, your thoughts on this report, its call to action, and your sense of where we're at, how soon this, this new era is going to be upon us. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.